Hello, welcome. How are you all doing? I uh, just wanted to give you an update. I haven't released an episode in a while. Uh, well, not too long while, but uh, it's been a little while. Uh, I've been busy working and uh, uh, now I've got some more time to continue my Brian Schaefer investigation, so to say. But no, it's not really an investigation. Uh, there are definitely investigators out there that do that type of work. But uh, uh, the more attention his disappearance gets, the better. So uh, I actually had in mind to release uh, uh, some episodes on uh, continuing on this uh, theory of what could have happened to Brian Schaefer. And uh, the plan was to release some episodes about the foul play. And if uh, Brian could have encountered some type of crime that night uh, when he went missing. So uh, earlier, actually during the year, I got in contact with uh, a fellow creator. And uh, she's into uh, missing persons and also homicide cases. And, uh, well, she has another style. She's, she contacts sometimes the families and the victims and she tries to help them out however she can. And she also has some content out there, like really great. And then when I got to know her more, she revealed that she's a forensic uh, psychologist and that uh, uh, she works with offenders and that sort of like-minded people. And uh, after a while, I you know, asked her, like, I have these intentions with uh, doing this uh, episode about uh, uh, something in that regard could have happened to Brian, you know, any type of foul play scenario. And if she would have wanted to participate then, you know, in this episode, like with her insights and all of that. So she actually agreed. And... Uh, we made an appointment, we set a date, I sent her some uh, material pre-hand, some talking points that we were going to discuss. And I also made some uh, research myself, of course. So I had a lot of uh, text, but I only sent her like main talking points. And so we met up. Uh, the recording lasted for three hours. And uh, when we finished the uh, recording, uh, something happened with the recording. So this conversation is uh, basically lost. And uh, I used a program that is made for podcast interviews. And I contacted the, this, uh, the program manufacturer. And uh, well, they said it's, uh, it normally shouldn't have happened. So. And I was like, yeah, of course it normally wouldn't have happened. Uh, but uh, in the end, uh, it was kind of sad because it was a really, really good conversation. I mean, she was amazing. Uh, she could talk like on, she, she could talk on all the subjects that I brought up. And I had a difficulty, you know, conducting this whole thing because I'm not really a native English speaker. So, but. I managed, uh, I did quite well as well, you know, to try to keep her going, you know, uh, through all these discussion points. 
And uh, I can mention uh, some of this later, but uh, uh, well, it was a pity. And, uh, and of course, we're gonna retry to do this. Of course, uh, you can make a, a structured episode and talk about that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was a pity. It really was. Uh, then uh, uh, there seems to be like someone uncovered that uh, uh, in that area of uh, Columbus, where the Gateway Building is, and, and the High Street area, and that there are historic, uh, there is an historic tunnel system beneath there, beneath the building also, as I understand it. And uh, I'm gonna look more into this. This is interesting because it's a point where beneath the building hasn't been thoroughly examined, like the sewers, the sewers have been examined by CPD, but uh, uh, if there is a tunnel system down there and one could have perhaps ended up in there, then that's a point of search, in my opinion. And, uh, uh, and also, uh, it's a, it could be a way to escape without being seen. Uh, so it's, uh, it's two folds uh, with this tunnel. So I'm wondering if any one of you who's local to that area can provide some more information, uh, you can contact me through Instagram. I think you can send uh, messages through Instagram. So uh, do that and I will try to look more into it. I have some other contacts as well in Columbus, but if anyone of you has heard of this, uh, yeah, let me know. So uh, besides, yeah, I mentioned I was busy working on it. My workplace, it's a combined uh, office space slash studio. Uh, some of the people who are not really work with and they're not really colleagues, but we're sort of in the same uh, facility. Uh, they, there's a reception area down there, but they've converted some uh, uh, spaces to studios. So there are a lot of like influencers, TikTok influencers and YouTubers running around down there. Uh, so they keep bothering me that they want to do some type of collaboration with me, but I keep t telling them this is like I, I do missing persons and like one in particular. So it's <laughs> uh, they do sort of this other stuff and entertainment. But uh, one of these guys, he well, he's, he's sort of really in interesting character, but uh, he He's also the, the son of a very, very famous guitarist that is not longer with us, but uh, uh, it has had this influence on him. Uh, he, when I found out about the Bray Schaefer case, he, uh, he actually went to the, the United States and he traveled there for a couple of months. And he visited, they told me he visited the 38 of the States and he went hiking also and stuff, but uh, I sort of wanted to just, you know, check with him, like mention this case to him that I found that I sort of almost became obsessed of the Brian Schaefer case, but uh, yeah, to sort of understand what he, what he made of it, what could have happened. So I brought it up and uh, after a short introduction, well, I showed him some pictures and 
then he reacted. As soon as he saw this hand gesture that Brian is doing on almost every picture, he was like, what is that about? And I said, no, that's that's frequent question. I've seen it on a lot of threads on Reddit and stuff. Uh, it's a gesture, it's, a, it's the sign of love, as I understand it. That seems to be the consensus of the majority of the people I've seen, that it's a gesture for the love sign. And uh, he didn't really buy this, but uh, he told me like immediately, like this guy, uh, he's like, he left, he's, he's gone. And uh, involuntarily, he like left everything behind. And uh, I was like, okay. And, and who's behind it? Like, uh, and then he said that uh, he, he thinks that an entity uh, helped him out. So this is pre-planned and uh, they probably uh, made him settled somewhere. They could have changed his appearance. And uh, so he's settled in somewhere else. He told me when I said that he was dying to become a doctor and his mother had died and everything. So he said that uh, he thought that the idea was that or his reasoning behind leaving is that he was starting to become a doctor and his mother receives this uh, incurable disease and uh, he couldn't do anything about it. So, you know, what the hell, screw this. And also that the whole industry, the whole pharmaceutical industry, that they're keeping some drugs that can be used to cure people that they are uh, sort of stacking on them and not using them. Uh, that could have helped people and Brian get to know about this and he but I mean uh, my so-called colleague or friend or whatever you want to call him is uh, he has this alternative interest so it was interesting to check with him and his uh, theory I'm uh, I'm not really there myself but uh, uh, the more the merrier so I just wanted to briefly go through what we uh, discussed uh, in the forthcoming episodes, you know, the, the talking points that we're going to cover. And uh, so we started out with uh, the layout of the building. And if either Brian exited by the back exit together with this large group of people or the 20, 30 people that's been described together with the band. Uh, or if he left by the other, by the construction exit ending up opposite of when this, where there was a parking lot. So different scenarios uh, into regard. Yeah, we had the two possible scenarios in the immediate area, uh, outside the building and heading home. So if Brian could have encountered a robbery attempt or a scuffle on the street, leading to something worse, or some type of random crime also, like for example, Brian is hit by a car and is killed. Um, what happens after that? How does a person that does that react? And if Brian would have uh, tried to hit on a woman and things got sour, like scenarios that could have happened, for example, uh, well, if Brian wasn't killed by this woman, like a boyfriend showed up and uh, with his car, perhaps in the same instance, could have been hit, dragged into the car. And also 
the following pursuit of hiding or covering the body, and in that case, why, and uh, lengthy discussions on eventual connections also that Brian might have had. And uh, also evidence, discussing that, evidence left behind. Um, if there was blood, use of firearms, would have been some noises, uh, witnesses. And in an attempt to conceal or hide his body, uh, like was it in a shallow grave, abandoned premise, a shady area, a dark alley, we contemplated the passing of time. It's been 15 years since he vanished. And technicalities such as decomposition and of body and other. And uh, then we reached the transportation to and from the area uh, by car or other type of vehicle. And if it was voluntary or by force. And uh, we also discussed the other scenarios, including, you know, taxi and fake cops. That's a phenomenon that occurs here in Sweden, but I uh, also asked, is this uh, occurring in the United States as well? And she was like, yeah, it happens. So we discussed about that. And uh, also we went into kidnapping then. Uh, Brian, of course, being a male old, uh, adult, but uh, could it have been a sex crime? I mean, we ventured quite far uh, and also if he being a math student, there are some distant cases where the cartels have kidnapped uh, medical students because they are, uh, well, they can partly provide uh, health remedies and also they are good in chemistry. So they're like both. So, but it would have probably would have required some sort of planning. And also we talked about the psychology of construction workers finding Brian deceased or if uh, the managerial aspect of the gateway building and the bar and if they could have been behind his disappearance somehow. And also I call it murder for fun, but uh, the possibility of a serial killer and uh, the hiding of the bodies, not really a rare event in those cases. Um, the concealment of the body is sort of a, a ritualistic purpose to fulfill a satisfaction uh, for this type of crime. Uh, and then we headed into, you know, drugs. Uh, so we discussed, uh, you know, crimes related to different uh, substance abuse. And uh, um, my uh, interviewee had a lot of experience on this part. She has uh, treated, you know, uh, offenders who are on substance abuse and a similar. Uh, so she provided a lot of information on this topic. And uh, so, for example, Brian also doing overdose. Um, what could have happened? For example, if a, if a friend accompanies him and he provides him with drugs that uh, Brian could have sort of died because of this. Uh, okay, so what happened from that point? We discussed those alternatives also. The importance of conducting a quick investigation and that there's been some regulation changes. Partly Brian's father, Randy, was uh, 
contributing to that. Uh, that they had this uh, sort of 48 hours sort of halt before they uh, went for missing adults earlier. But now it's uh, if it's really alarming and everything points to a non-voluntary disappearance, then they are to act immediately. So we discussed that. And then also uh, intertwining scenarios that, for example, Brian walked off but that he then had an accident or a foul play against him or that he lost his mind and also uh, this uh, crossing of state borders and what that could have meant and there were some examples given here and also Brian ending up in a body of water and uh, we talked a lot about that also because uh, uh, my interviewee believes that this is not really so far off as has been described. I mean, I, I give quite few remarks in this regard in my episodes of the searches conducted in the Olentandu River, amongst else. Um, but uh, she provided other examples. Uh, so we also mentioned the suicide scenario and uh, we talked about the case file status that uh, in his case files it's uh, they have indicated this as a not the crime slash other service and possible meanings of this and she gave me uh, she explained what it meant versus not endangered missing for example and that Brian is on FBI's backup list what this could have mean because uh, there are about 60 individuals on that list amongst... It's only the 60 individuals and you know there is a lot of missing persons cases in the United States. So what could have had motivated ending up on this list, for example? I know that there's another sort of the other famous case that's on this Viking list is uh, Brandon Swanson, uh, which is not Lawson, but Brandon Swanson who disappeared in Minnesota. Uh, he had got trouble with his car and he asked his parents to come and get him. And basically he was like several miles distant from where he said he was going to be. And they get there and the father has a conversation with him. And uh, after a while this father hears like, oh shit, and then the phone dies and they never found him. So. This is Brennan Swanson, and he's on there as well. So we talked about that. And then we concluded this conversation that we had. So, yeah, a uh, lot of interesting stuff. And we sort of reached an agreement on that there were some points left that uh, could have been sort of more probable than others. Uh, but it wasn't much. It wasn't much. I can... I can assure you that if you would have had this conversation, uh, you really would be inclined to believe that this is not really what, perhaps what could have took place for Brian to go missing. And uh, th there isn't any real motives behind uh, why someone would, you know, try to cause any harm on Brian, but it can happen anyways, of course. I mean, it happens daily. So, but getting to that point and taking that to 
making a person go missing and gone for this amount of time, it's a different story. That's the whole thing with Brian Schaefer. It's a different story. Of course, something could have happened, but... So, so this is uh, this update that I wanted to give you, and uh, I'll, of course, try to record uh, these episodes and put them out there for you to hear. So have a nice one, and then I'll see you the next time. Okay, bye.